0: Morning, boys.
1: Beautiful day. It's been a big, big 24 hours for yourself and the team. Can I ask a question too? Was Jamie Carr in line to get the ride and incentivise in the Caulfield Melbourne Cup before all this blew up as well? Oh, listen,
0: she was certainly under strong consideration that she obviously had other commitments as well, but uh, unfortunately that wasn't to be the case. And uh, um, Brett sort of front and centre and he was in strong discussions too, so there was no decision made, but Certainly Jamie was very much in the mix uh, before this week's uh, controversy.
1: Quick question on that. Do you think that three-month ban is, is fits the crime for both of these major jockeys and the apprentices?
0: Yeah, well, no, I don't, plain and simple. I think it's too severe. I, I, they've done the wrong thing. Um, but well, in the context of the they I haven't murdered anyone. And people have got to remember this takes away their livelihood. They've been fined and then they've lost their livelihood for three months. You know, I I think that's unbelievable. Forget what time of the year it is. They haven't got a capacity to earn at all for the next three months. I I find that absolutely staggering. I I know we have this perception that we've got to protect racing against the community because we've been unbelievably fortunate. Were they stupid and silly? Yes, in what they did. But... uh, you know, I, I just think it far outweighs what they've done. Uh, the penalty, and and we just continually punish our our headline acts in an nifty where I don't think you know. Obviously, they had to have some penalty, but three months. I thought that was unbelievably long and harsh for all of them. You know that you know two top jockeys, two of our top echelon, and two promising young riders. It's an unbelievable penalty for this time of the year. But we we continually hang out our superstars to and
2: we push them out in the public domain when they've done something wrong, why don't we promote some positives instead of the negatives? Mm, Sounds like someone might have been in a similar scenario a while back. Pete, those jockeys though, they can still earn through riding and trials and, and jump outs and because they're going to need to keep their name out there, and, and you'll understand as well. After a period of time that you might have been uh, suspended for, it's not necessarily bang straight back into action. It takes some time to to build up a rapport with owners and trainers again.
0: Oh, for sure, uh, it, it, it does. Um, you know, and, and you know, we two of our headline acts, and the face of racing. One of them, um, you know, not there for our major time of the year. Um, what other industry would do that? I, I know a penalty had to be put out there, but for the entire spring, oh, that's uh, that's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, just put it in the context of the greater community. I know we're 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 yeah. in an unbelievably privileged situation that we've been able to work and play. And yes, they put that at risk. How much risk I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't uh, able to know what was going on or what happened, but. They weren't at a 65-person engagement party. They weren't amongst 10,000 dickheads that marched down the main street of Melbourne the other day throwing rocks at coppers, uh, who very few of them got fined, and I bet none of them lost their livelihoods too. They did a very stupid thing, but to penalise the industry, and, and I think that's what it does as much as anything, losing two of our superstars uh, for the entire spring, I just think, oh. no, nah,
2: not for me. Well, all right. Moods, you so and negative. I will not... You find something positive we, won't, about it? we won't discuss this because you're off your head about it. So, um,
1: Moods, you're in the opposite camp,
2: Moods. B. Preble, uh, throughout your Halcyon days, uh, Brett was basically riding in, um, in Hong Kong. It, it, this is a, it's not a first-time engagement, but there's, there's not a lot of history there, is there? It's going to be interesting.
0: No, well, he owes me a big one because he cost me a derby many years ago and ain't here, I reckon, slaughtered him in a Victorian derby, so he owes me a big one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> listen, I'd uh, be Preble, like he's a world-class rider. Uh, he would probably be the first one to tell you he didn't have his heart into it when he first came back from Hong Kong, but uh, you sort of see, sense an unbelievable hunger in him in the last few months, and I think he's riding to match. So, uh, you know, discussions with uh, previous trainer Steve Tregea and... Bray and Aussie, the new owners, uh, you know, I was quite forthright in the opinion of thinking that Brett could certainly get the job done for us. And he assured me that he could ride, um, you know, thinking around that 52.5 to 53.5 kilo mark in the the cups coming up. Uh, He he could do that. Uh, um, You know, I I didn't have any hesitation. So he's a world class rider. He's been there and done it. And uh, happy to have him on.
1: Will he come down to do much work with the horse this week? I hope not. No? You don't want to see him until race day? <laughs>
0: no, I, listen, we, 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 we're pretty set in our ways. Um, possibly the horse, I'll just have a look at him over the weekend. He might have a spin at the and Trials on Monday, and I'd certainly throw bread on him there. But um, no, uh, like we've we, pretty much set in our routine here, so if he indicated to me that he wanted to have a couple of sits on him, but I don't think there's a big necessity for that, Uh, but if we take him to Cramman, which I'm thinking I probably will at this stage, he can just have a burn round on him there, but it's not a fitness gathering exercise, it's just more experience for the horse leaving the gates and and going uh, anti-clockwise, you know, rather than what he's been used to.
1: Well, we can't wait until we get to see incentivised, but we need something before that, Moods. Oh. Your stable's been going really well. You've got a couple of intriguing runners today. I've a couple
0: of maidens in the bush in the last couple of
1: weeks. I'm flying. Well... <laughs> With some ill-bred hacks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about lightsaber in the McNeil? It looks a like a hot addition once again of the McNeil.
0: He can improve. Um oh, this time of year, isn't it? There's no easy kills for, for these horses, and... Uh, um, he'll he'll be a bit more competitive than he was the other day. He's probably still a run away uh, off his top, but um, I would see him probably settling in the first three or four, and I'd expect him to be a couple of lengths closer than he was on the line uh, the other day. So he, he could fall into a place without surprising. Uh, it would surprise me to probably see him win at 1,200. I think he wants 1,400 in a mile, but uh, he, he can run competitive.
2: Um, Moods, uh, Oxley Road... Um... You've got me going on him. I'm a bit of a fan, uh, but uh, I see that uh, the weights today don't really suit him. Although it probably doesn't make as big a difference over the short uh, trip. What do we ex- expect from him? Presuming he'll be up on speed again today.
0: Yeah, yeah listen, I expect him to run extremely well, Dan. But you knock the nail on the head. You know, facts and figures. The favourite should be a dollar five, not not a dollar seventy and eighty. Uh, you know, on ratings and weights, and uh, you know, it's the Group One sprinting sort of. Wayfarade superstar in waiting, and I really believe that myself. So, my horse is going to have to be something special to beat him. I think he's a very good colt uh, at his sixth start in the race, getting a kilo and a half off a potential top line uh, horse. It's going to take have to be better than I think he is. So I think he's a good colt, but he might have to be better than that to, to beat this horse under that circumstance today. I'm hoping he can. Uh, and I think he'll run very competitive and it's set up where you would think it will be on or about the speed and the other horse is probably going to be spotting a three or four length start you would think getting into the turn at Caulfield so uh, hopefully that gives him a chance
2: Yeah, if it's a bit leaderish and the market said you were underdone at Flemington are you thinking that you've made significant improvement today?
0: He's made good improvements, he's trained on very well in the subsequent three weeks uh, I wouldn't suggest that he was too underdone I'm not in the habit of running horses that aren't fit um, but he he, uh, he ran well. And and the way I took that is the horse went home very confident and, and thinking that he had won the race. You know, he beat his division by a couple of lengths down the inside and, you know, one out wide bloused him and a pretty handy little filly at that. And, uh, you know, whether did he switch off without sort of being that little bit competitive or whatever down there on his own, I don't know, but he has taken very good improvement off it.
2: You got a bit of a problem today. You're running good horses against very good horses. <laughs> you've got obviously exactly. right against Mars Crusader, and you've got Lightsaber mm. against Atorius, who was a absolute star two-year-old. What, what about that scenario today in the uh, in the McNeil?
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but I, I think I, I'm, I'm happy to have a crack at them at seven or a mile with a bit more confidence than I am at twelve hundred. I'm just wondering they might have a just sort of bounce off that turn a bit sharper than Lightsaber
2: and also with Diamonds in the Sky up against probably an instant celebrity. She's pretty quick, Pete. Did she just take uh, the jockey, take the foot off the pedal at about the 600 last out? Is she a better runner, or does she need to be sort of saved up for a furlong and then have another crag?
0: I would have thought probably on both occasions, and probably not through a lot of fault of the riders, she's gone too hard out of two first-up runs where... She could control the tempo better. And I've got to be honest, the reason she's in this race, we're hoping that might be the case today. But, but not kidding ourselves, we've got a benchmark 70-eyed mare taking on, once again, Group 1 quality. Well, not Group 1 quality, genuine Group 1 mares in the top two. So I'm hoping Preble can control the tempo a bit more on her and give herself a chance to bounce off that turn at Caulfield and, and give them something to catch, sort of down on the weight. So but that's the play we're going with her today.
1: Moods, best of luck.
0: Thanks, boys. Have a good one.